Hello, everyone. Welcome again to our virtual couch in the podverse, Co-op Plus One, or the Coop, or the Coop House. Whatever you want to call it, we're good with it. But again, thank you out there for joining in with us. We really appreciate you, the listeners. It's been one crazy week for gaming news. Both Nintendo and Sony, on the very same day, have presented us with their showcases for their future lineup of games to come. And we really want to talk about it. But before we get into it, I want to welcome players two and three. Hello, Cedric. How's life? Uh, life is good. I, uh, I currently have made a transition into Japan. Um, so yeah, my wife and I, we came back here. We should be out here for maybe like six months. Um, we are expecting. So yeah, it's a very exciting time. Uh, currently at the, uh, the uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house. So... Yeah, if my audio is weird to the audience today, I apologize. If they hear any crickets in the background, those are the native crickets. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy the ambiance. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's been a great gaming week, actually, with the Switch. So I can't wait to talk about that later. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about it. <laughs> I'm excited. And, con- and congratulations, by the way. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, we're definitely excited. Got a bun in the oven, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yay, yay. Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, also welcoming, hello, Matt. How's it hanging? Good. Like always, it's uh, been home a little bit, so that's nice. Congratulations, CJ. Happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, congrats once again. And again, thank you, everybody out there, for joining in with us this week. Uh, so let's just kick it off. Uh, let's talk about that Nintendo Direct. Um, I'm going to start off with CJ. Uh, just give me, I guess, like some of your top picks for the show and then maybe like your overall impressions. How do you think it went? Um, I thought it was interesting. There were a lot of games that I uh, wasn't really interested in. Like there was a lot of those, um, but there were a few that I thought were really cool. It felt like a Nintendo Direct, um, but it was not like super, super exciting for me this time. Um, a lot of the things that I was excited for, I've actually seen before. Um, so there was no like shocks really. Um, there was obviously one thing that was very exciting, but I still don't really understand it very much. Um, I don't know what the game is actually going to be like. I don't really know what the story is going to be like, and I'm sure you're going to bring that up zelda um but yeah we'll uh we'll get to that when we get to it um but i would say that you know one of one of the games i was really excited about was uh bayonetta 3 um as you guys know i'm a hack and slash fan uh i love games like that and uh yeah i've been i've been waiting for bayonetta 3 for a long time uh so you know when i saw that i was really excited um and uh, also, I'm really into uh, Final Fantasy VII. Um, that was uh, my entry into uh, you know playing as Cloud for the first time. Uh, I'd never played the original, um, so playing that game was really cool for me. And then when I heard about Crisis Core, um, you know that game has already been made, and you know people know about it, but I didn't know about it. 
Um, and, you know, it has Cloud in there, Sephiroth, and uh, the other, uh, I think his name might be Zack. Um, he's the other soldier that, you know, was in the army with them. Um, so be super, super cool to actually see, like, the beginnings of Cloud and Sephiroth, um, you know, as we're going to be seeing the new uh, Final Fantasy game coming out later in the future. So uh, actually really stoked about that, and I'm glad that that's going to be on the Switch. Uh, and another game I was excited about, uh, which, you know, I didn't see too much on, like, you know, I feel like gameplay was a little sparse, um, but the SpongeBob game looked pretty cool. Um, and I'm very hopeful, actually. Uh, I'm hoping that it is kind of like a, you know, a Mario Odyssey, Kirby-esque type game. Uh, and I hope that, you know, the developers behind it put a lot of, like, elbow grease into it. Because that would be sick. And I know that there's been uh, some pretty decent uh, 3D platforming, like kind of like open world-esque uh, Spongebob games, or maybe one game that ha- like came out in the past. Um, like something Bikini Bottom. I can't remember the full title of it, but... Yeah, there was Battle for Bikini Bottom. And then... Uh, yeah. What, is that the one they just remade, or was that something else? I can't remember. They just remade one yeah, of them. I, I ah. think so. Yeah, they just remade it, remastered it or whatever. But yeah. Okay, so yeah, that it, that's what they're doing now. That's what's coming out. It's a remaster of that one. I think it's new. Or uh, yeah. No, this one's new, I think. Oh, okay. This one's a okay. fresh, yeah, fresh start. Okay. It did look good though. It did look good. It did have like sort of like a Kirby Odyssey kind of look to it too. Yeah. 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 And like Well, yeah, it's just but like, like you said. <laughs> like you said though, no gameplay. <laughs> Not enough, not enough. And with the success of, uh, you know, Kirby and obviously the previous success of Mario Odyssey, like I, I'm always down for more games like that. Um, they're just, just pure fun, you know, not a lot of tension as I've been experiencing lately. Um, so yeah, they're, they're definitely welcome. So for me, like maybe a little underwhelming, but it was good. It was entertaining and I am definitely excited to like you know play the games that I saw. So, yeah, it it suffices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would agree. I think uh, in a way, until you put in you know, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, and then it everything's null and void. <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point. It's great. <laughs> I mean, because it, it's coming out May twelfth this next year, right? So, it's it, yeah. Thank God. It's, Finally. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> it is about time. Is it about time or traversal? Oh, What's that? Is it about tra- time okay. or traversal? Oh, <laughs> the traversal does look We don't know what it's about. Around. It's just a joke. We don't know. That That's what I was yeah. saying. Like, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I don't know anything yet, really. But I know that they're taking it. Uh, what is it? It's going to be very vertical, and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. Uh, you know, I think again, like with this, go watch like a deep dive, like a like an overanalyzation of each of these trailers that they've released, which is only two at this point, but or well, no, three, uh, including the teaser. But go watch any of those deep dives; they'll explain a lot of speculation on, I guess, what they think is going to happen in the new one. And it kind of puts things into perspective of like, wow, I never even really noticed that when I was watching it. So 
yeah, the I always kind of like do that with a game that I really love if it gets announced and there's like a little bit of gameplay flair in there and they don't reveal that much. I like that. It's kind of like the movie trailer that doesn't reveal too much about its plot line, but gets me interested. Hmm. And I'm interested in Tears of the Kingdom. So Me too. It's just weird to not call it Breath of the Wild too. Like, like just for a second there, yeah. I was about to be like, Breath of the Wild. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, real quick, I, I saw a, a theory out there or heard a theory, I should say, that there somebody is thinking that they're actually going to be incorporating every single Zelda universe into this one. You're so, kidding. Yeah, because they're all kind of somewhat connected in a way. Uh, and so, yeah, somebody out there like theorized that. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that's actually the case based off what I've seen, but that's a big project, know. man. Holy yeah. tits. <laughs> I think, and I think in this this, uh, this trailer too, because in the first one that they revealed, like, I think it was last year or earlier this year. No, it was last year. Like, Link had that robotic arm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he didn't have it in this one, I don't think. I think he was just normal, plain Jane Link. It's the old there theory. There's, there's two Links. <laughs> I know, exactly. Oh, exactly. There's, that would well, play there's into of, that, wouldn't it? I don't know. I guess I don't know, but yeah. Uh, so like, know. overall, like you would say it was myth. So so. Uh, eh, you know, like that was the most exciting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you know, it's it's I I think you know where I'm coming from is when I saw Crisis Core for the first time and Bayonetta three for the first time, which I feel was like at least six months ago. I was really stoked. So they just, you know, did that again, plus, yeah. you know, Tears of the Kingdom. So I, you know, I, I'm always down to look at a game, right? So if I'm going to do, if I'm going to have a critical opinion, then it definitely was not the best thing I've ever seen, but it, it did the job. And I think Nintendo knows that. And then they obviously introduced a lot of other things that, you know, uh, I'll just say Octopath Traveler 2, like they did put that in there, but I haven't played the first one yet. And I know it's yeah. supposed to be amazing. So, you know, I'm a little bit behind. So I'm happy that they told me that. I'm very, I'm you know, I'm excited. But, you know, it was... It no, was... I, I completely get it. Like, I feel like uh, this has happened with, like, Microsoft in the past when they have, like, a showcase. They just kind of announce, like, all these kind of fiddly fart games. And then they're like, but there's the next Halo. And you're just like, we know you got Halo. Like, what else you got? You know, what's new? <laughs> yeah. So no, I totally get it. I, I like I said, I, I would agree. I was just uh yeah, getting your overall impressions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate your input on that, CJ. Of course. <laughs> uh what about you, Matt? Were you in the are you in the same boat? What were your uh kind of favorite picks and then like, you know, what was your overall impression of the direct? Uh yeah. I think overall a lot of farming games. I don't know what gives. I think farming's <laughs> in right now. I don't know. Uh, overall, yeah, nothing too crazy, I would say. But there was a few things to be excited about. Like for me, Story of Seasons was my favorite of the six farming games that they had. Uh, it looked, it <laughs> looks cool to me. And then uh, a really, there was two weird ones. It was, uh, it was Fist of the North Star boxing, fitness boxing. Which is like a a DDR with like an anime from the eighties with like big jack dudes that fight and you have to like fight to the rhythm. 
And I thought that was kind of cool. And then they also had the Final Fantasy every soundtrack DDR game. That was really weird, too. I was like, these are some cool things. So I liked the some variety. What can go wrong with some DDR fun, you know? And then uh, my third one was Mario and Rabbits 2. You convinced me to play the first one, Sean, and I really enjoyed uh, it. Yay. The only I, thing I don't I, like is those... Those rabbits, man. Why are they so? Why are they so obnoxious? <laughs> Everything else about the game is great. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it is a weird. It's kind of a that. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's like I would have, like I think if anything, it just creates interesting minions that you get to yeah, fight against. I suppose. Like I would have rather like, inst- maybe just like one rabbit partner friend and then just have all the characters in the nintendo universe just like as the party members yeah give me yoshi and donkey kong yeah you know that's true yeah it's just kind of like the core group in that one and then like weird rabbit knockoffs which is kind of funny we already have knockoffs we got wall luigi and and um, wario why can't we have them instead (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know this i think I mean, hey, you, Ubisoft is the one that's making it, so you got to ask them that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still fun. So, either so way. yeah. So, what about like overall impressions? What would you say? Would you say this was like a strong Nintendo Direct in your eyes, or? Um, I haven't watched very many of them, but I there definitely wasn't very much that I was super into. I'd say it was you know it was like a seven. Just the fact that there was, yeah. uh, you know, Zelda in there, I think really boosted it up a couple of points. If that wasn't in there at all, I wouldn't think it, it would have been very good. I th- but, right. you know. I, yeah, I completely agree. I feel like the uh, the Zelda showcase was, or, you know, the show off was, uh, was like the slam dunk when they were behind, you know. I don't know. It was the three-point shot at the end of the basketball game. Yeah, of course. They were down. Much. They were down with, like, you know, two seconds left and yeah it came in with zelda tears of the kingdom so i have a question too where's mario it's been like five like years a, no one's asked for mario <laughs> that's a good question well i okay that that's coming it's coming i guarantee you it's coming i feel like if anything mario gets the most love where's where's metroid we need more Samus. we got one last year I, yeah but we need more <laughs> We need Metroid Prime. Dread <laughs> is really good. You guys got to try that. Oh, no. Matt's... So I, I bought Matt a copy for oh. his birthday. Yeah, and he's already played it because he's like a super big Metroid fan. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I'm i I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. I've been, play, I've been playing through Kirby in the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, that's right. So. I mean, you are busy, Mr. A to Z. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm busy-ish. Busy and lots of aspects of life yeah. <laughs> to, say this, to say the least um yeah no i i would actually i would echo your guys's uh thoughts on the show I, I think there's one thing that i think you guys kind of maybe just weren't interested or didn't touch on that was a new am- announcement that i actually thought was really cool pikmin 4 i, I never played any of them that, to be honest <laughs> with you no not not well that's okay i mean and you know what i'm gonna be fairly honest i've never actually played through like a pikmin game i've played a little bit of the third one um but uh i i don't know it was very charming from what i gathered and i actually they released uh 
Pikmin 3 that was a Wii U game and then they ported it over to the Switch and I think I might pick up a copy if I ever get a chance to so I can play through that one and then uh, jump boot on this new Pikmin 4 game but I don't know I've always like liked the look and aesthetic of the Pikmin series and so it's always had me interested I've just never picked one up uh, because you know I haven't owned a Nintendo system since well I guess I have the Wii but I don't think they had a Pikmin game on there no, it was like a GameCube uh, like debut, right? Yeah, they had the. They might the have had the Pikmin too. I don't know. It's possible. I don't know if they did. Yeah, uh, we'll move on from that. But yeah, and then uh, I again, Matt, uh, you know, Mario vs. Rabbids. Uh, that's the one. Again, I I, th- I mentioned this before. I'm a little bit scared of like that new movement system. I really appreciate like a, a pure grid based uh, style of movement because. It just gives me an idea of like on my next attack, I know my range is this. On mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know my character's movements this, and so when I look at that game board, I can see exactly where they're moving. Whereas this one incorporates sort of this like freeform circle, and I that doesn't give me a visual of like how far away my range is or how far I'm going to move on the next move. So that doesn't allow me to future strategize. Um, but I mean, hey, it still looks charming and it. You know, the first one was so good. I I have faith that this one's gonna gonna knock it out of the park. Mm. Um, so yeah, and then Zelda. Yeah, you know, this game's just you know, it's more Zelda, and I love Zelda. And if it has any sort of uh, DNA or shared DNA from Breath of the Wild, which it looks like it does, uh, then it's gonna be great. So, but yeah, I, I would say the same thing. This wasn't like a knock it out of the park showcase. If anything, they could have just made the Zelda announcement and. I would have been happy. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too. Like, I man, I've, I I've just been kind of waiting to see the release date. I think was a big deal, and then just showing me more of like, because I, you know, I, I'm gonna definitely agree with you guys about the idea of not seeing a bunch of gameplay, because that's kind of what makes Zelda special is that mystery, and uh, that verticality, man. That just looks like so much fun. <laughs> like, I'm so happy they didn't just add a story to, like, the same thing and give new powers. Like, the idea that even the traversal alone is going to be different is just super cool. Well, and dude, that thing that he jumped on, that paper bird thing? Yes, yes. <laughs> what, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> what are you What are you jumping on? Dude, that's the thing. It's like, there there is so much mystery involved in this, and that's, like, the best part of it. Uh, yeah so yeah, there's lots uh, of uh floating islands and i was thinking maybe those are dungeons so you have to like uh, find it's like a puzzle to get to the dungeon and then you have to solve the dungeon and then maybe it like crashes or explodes or something that'd be cool <laughs> that's awesome i hope so that would be so, so cool it explodes it's like into more kind of like rocks for you to climb to get to the next one that'd be cool yeah oh yes I I have so much faith in this game. I know it's going to be good. They've been working on it for so long now. I think it's like then. I mean, when did the Switch come out? Like what year? Do you guys kind of remember ballpark when that came? Okay, so yeah, we're talking five ish years. Yep, that's crazy. I think that's the longest time in between any Zelda game. Honestly, I want to say I don't know. Don't quote me. I'm sure somebody <laughs> out there's like no, no, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> And if I'm wrong, then I'm I'm okay with the taunting. That's fine. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let's talk PlayStation State of Play. So, uh, Matt, you go first. What what were what was your impression of this one? 
I thought it was pretty Nintendo... solid. Good. Yeah. No, no, no. You're fine. Go ahead. It's, Get into it. It seemed to Keep have going. some uh, interesting indie, more indie games. I think that were not based on farming. So that was kind of cool. Uh, you know, Nintendo's got the farm unlocked. So uh, the first one I liked was Demio, <laughs> which is kind of like a. It was kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons. Was it VR? I can't remember, but it was like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of game where it looked pretty faithful. You like roll dice and you have like little, uh, you know, figures that you moved around the dungeon and stuff. That looked really fun. Uh, and then Pacific Drive looked surprisingly interesting. I don't I'm know why. It was, it was just kind of like, a, what kind of car is that? It's like the car in every cartoon and movie. The Back, the back to the Future car. Is how I felt. No, station it's wagon. like the old school it, station wagon. This, <laughs> well, it's not. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. But it has sort of that eight, like I guess seventies, eighties esque look. I, I so that would be in for me. It harkens back to uh, vacation. Yeah, vacation. You know, like the Griswolds. That's mm. what it. Mm. That's what it harkens back. To. But yeah, ah, glad you mentioned that one. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. Like you were saying, the cars like seems pretty tricked out on the inside with a bunch of like you know crazy futuristic. Uh, knobs and gauges like we don't we're not really sure what's going on there and it seems like you're driving through like a like sorry, like a hazardous nuclear wasteland or something and you're like running away from radiation so that looks pretty fun and then like running over some weird deformed creatures it's, it was pretty quick it's kind of hard to tell exactly what it was but i like that idea it looks creative and so i can appreciate that and then of course you know god of war ragnarok I mean, who wouldn't be excited about that? I tried to pick a different one, but I couldn't find a third one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, God of War. I, you know, I honestly, once it got to God of War, I just turned it off because I just don't want to see any more. And mm -hmm. I honestly, I had heard that they showed kind of way too much. Um, I also skipped just... some of it. <laughs> I, I didn't want to watch it. I If I know a game is known to be good and I want to play it, and I still haven't played the first one either, so I guess maybe it's probably not spoiling too much, but it probably is. It, it would you be, know? yeah. Actually. Yeah, see, and that's that's why I'm just like, you know what? I don't even want, I don't want nothing to do with it. Like, I want to see, like, some like, gameplay maybe. The first trailer was pretty good that they showed, showed off, and I'm okay with it because I kind of just, like, didn't listen to any of the story beats, and I saw, wow, those graphics are very pretty. So, yeah, mm. I... I just turned it off but uh yeah so i guess what were your overall impressions like as far as like what maybe what would you rate it matt for this show uh state of play um i'd say probably similar about a seven i don't know just yeah i'm looking for something that i really am excited about personally and i think maybe you know that's well i forgot to mention the nintendo thing had a lot of uh resident evil stuff so they had the you know the but it was all going to be streaming so that's why it wasn't yeah, very cloud. exciting but yeah maybe it's just yeah. not everything is up my alley but I, <laughs> i'm excited for a few of the new indies so i'll probably rate it about the same about like a seven yeah. uh yeah it's odd uh I, I was kind of excited for both of these showcases i'm like you know because i saw the playstation one first and i'm like Oh, nice. Like, you know, I, it was rumored that it was going to be coming through. And I was like, okay, when's the comment? And it got announced. And I'm like, yes. Like, saw the date for September 13th. And then Nintendo announced theirs. And I looked at it and I was like, 
wait is that the same day <laughs> like and it was it was like earlier that same day like it was like seven in the morning like our timers and like that and i'm like what the heck is going on so because that's i don't feel like that ever happens but yeah it oddly enough they were both kind of like very easy you know i guess no just very plain jane but i don't know maybe uh cj you think differently what do you I, think i do actually um, yeah, I had a feeling you would. <laughs> yeah, I was so, watching. I was like, this is CJ's showcase right here. <laughs> it looks like a lot up your alley. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely uh, some games I really liked. Uh, I'll start off with talking about God of War just because, you know, that's a given. Um, like, I think what's like really interesting for me especially is like, you know, I really loved the 2018 God of War gameplay. I thought it was like just so clean, awesome, very balanced um and you know how you could choose gear and stuff but like the story was really good that was what's awesome and i'm actually kind of you know i just kind of know that the gameplay is going to be good you know i know it's going to be beautiful i'm really excited for the story and for me since i've you know i played god of war twice already just seeing kind of where they're taking the story is exciting for me um seeing what's happening like with kratos and like you know seeing how he's like changing and like like how people are saying like you're a blah 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 like it's just it's just connecting so i'm i was finding myself like you know probably leading up to the uh showcase um or the uh state of play kind of like you know excited for god of war but kind of just like eh, like duh it's coming it's gonna be good but once i kind of got more of the story like in the you know what's going on like i really want to know what's happening like, I really got to know. Um, so I'm like, I'm almost more excited to just like know what's happening in the story than to play the game itself. Like, obviously, I want to. But, you know, just knowing what's going on in that world right now is super exciting for me. So for me, I feel like the trailer was definitely uh, it was like the perfect length. And like they gave me enough to now be very invested in the story itself. Um, so just super stoked super stoked about it um some other mentions uh it was actually the very first game they showed tekken 8 um mm. like i love fighting games as you guys know like i love i love guilty gear um tekken was kind of more of like a childhood game i used to just like play the demo on loop all the time and it was good enough for me i didn't need the full game i never even asked for it i just played the demo um and what was so interesting about it actually is Tekken 7, they did this really cool cinematic and like, you know, they showed the sweat on the characters and everything. And I was like, oh, like that's really cool. Like, is it gonna look like that? No, it, it did not look like that. Um, when it came out, it was it was it was just like kind of like a better looking classic Tekken game. But this one showed actual gameplay in the beginning and it did look like that. And like you could see the muscles actually like flexing. And, like, it just looked so just, like, technical and detailed. Like, jumped over his kick, kicked him, and then, uh, you know, you just see, like, you know, the, the rain, like, you know, bounce off of them and everything. It just, it looked like that actual next evolution for Tekken. Um, so, for me, it made me want to definitely get invested in this Tekken and, you know, like, try and, like, you know, actually get good and just put it in my rotation of games I'm always kind of just like going back to when I don't have you know hours and hours to play 
Um, so yeah, super excited for Tekken 8. And I know there's not a release date on that yet, but this is enough for me. Like, I'll, I'll wait two years for this as long as what you showed me is what I'm going to get. So that, that was cool. And uh, another one that I'm really excited about is uh, Project Eve. Um, that game, I actually, I remember they revealed that maybe about like eight months ago, I feel, at another state of play. Um, and they just revealed a little more gameplay this time. They revealed more about the story. Um, like the girl that you play as, she seemed to have some like special skill that others don't have um, to deal with the menace that they are facing. And yeah, again, it's that hack and slash combo juice that I love so much. Um, and it looks sick, honestly. Um, and it looked like there was like some good like parry and blocking systems in there, and I love that feeling. Um, so that one like looked super sci-fi, but like maybe just like kind of out there and very anime esque. Um, it's it's definitely my bread and butter. Um, so I'm hoping that they don't drop the ball on that one. Uh, I hope that it. I hope the gameplay is tight, and I hope the story uh, is. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I hope that the story makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I'm okay with crazy. I'm okay with out there. Just make sure it's cohesive. Uh, and uh, if if it makes sense, then it's going to be a wild ride. Um, and I hope that there is some sort of like replayability to it as well. Um, after playing so much Resident Evil, I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, give me a reason to go back and, you know, get deeper into it. Um, so yeah, Project Eve is definitely on my radar. Uh, and then the last mention I will say is Rise of the Ronin. That game looks sick. And it looks like, what's so cool about it is I don't, I feel like not a lot of, uh, you know, samurai games have done this, but it's like right uh, in the period in Japanese history where the samurai was pretty much like done, like the shogun was done, and you know uh, the westerners have brought in uh, firearms, and um, now you have like this evolution in like this like industrial age, um, kind of like an age of prosperity. Um, so like samurais are now like policemen, or they're like you know like maybe just like hired guns and stuff. So. I'm super excited to just see what that story is going to be like, honestly. Like, I want to know where they're going to go with this. Um, and then the combat looked really good. Um, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, the combat looked good, and it's like I have not seen that style before. Um, like, there was another game that was like Like a Dragon Ishin, and it looked super arcade-y. Um, so he was a samurai with a gun, but it looked just like a little... just too arcadey this one looked like it was going for more of like a realistic kind of setup and uh i hope that they do well with it um just seeing him do like those slices and then taking the rifle and just like ah it's like okay like <laughs> that it, looks smooth <laughs> it did look it did look really good actually uh yeah the all these games that you mentioned i had a feeling you were gonna mention them uh just from Sorry. me watching no no no, no. That, that's because yeah i i would i would completely agree that's what made this showcase like really strong was that they had like a couple of new exclusives and and i always want to see some new stuff um and then what even better they showed gameplay so it's just yep. it's like a proving grounds i think for the state of play i think uh yeah uh 
And that was your that was kind of like your last topic, right? Sorry, I just... that was my last one. No, no, okay. no, you're good. That was that was the last one, man. They they did their job. I think like you know I would definitely say I enjoyed the state of play more. My jaw was like definitely lowered, like <laughs> probably maybe like fifty percent of the time. I was like, oh okay, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> so I was like, all right, like I you guys are getting me excited about some new IPs, and that's that's cool because. We don't know if we love them yet. You know, you can't just love something new that you've never played or experienced before. Um, so they're, you know, giving us an opportunity to actually fall in love with something new. Um, so I, yeah, obviously, like, best wishes to that. Um, if, if you don't mind, can I just say one more thing? No, I'd go really ahead. Really small? Yeah, this is fun. It's good. Okay, so all the stuff that we've seen about Hogwarts Legacy, like, it's kind of been, like, I think the first trailer was super cool. They showed us a bunch of stuff. Um, like, I think this was like maybe eight months ago. They showed us like, you know, uh, the potion room. You can make potions and stuff. They showed you where you can have like pets and stuff, like your own like garden. They, like they just went nuts with it. And they kind of made it seem like more like this like playful, upbeat thing with a little bit of darkness. This time they showed just like kind of pure darkness. Like yes. this story is like, this story is like dense. Um, so once I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you for like showing me that there's this side to this game. Um, that like, there's going to be like dimensions to this, um, this story. And like, you're going to make me feel invested in this story. You're not just like, you know, giving me a wand and say, go have fun in Hogwarts. It's like, <laughs> and like, you know, I'm playing with like the dark arts and I want to know the consequences and I want to see what happens, you know, the further I go and then give me some choice. So they're just, it's almost seeming like Hogwarts could be a bigger deal than, than everyone might think. Um, and I hope that it's a sleeper hit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much like, those are my thoughts this, so far. This, I, it's so weird. Cause it's like with this, cause I, I, that's honestly the game I'm the most excited about. Like okay. I, I read all the books. You know, I, I've seen all the movies. I was kind of a late adopter. I was more of a Lord of the Rings guy, and then I jumped onto Harry Potter kind of later in the game. Um, mm. But man, yeah, I don't know. This this new one looks awesome. Like this new Hogwarts Legacy game. The first thing they showed off, I was already kind of on board with that. I had a feeling just based off of what I was seeing and like some of the the cinematic story beats that they were kind of presenting because they had like a a whole state of play showcase for it. Um, last year and mm. it was I think I want to say like 20 minutes and they had so much to show and they're still showing more and I'm just like man this game has so much like breath in it and I I almost don't want them to show any more just you're done just you know move on <laughs> but yeah um, I'm excited for that game I, I think mm. uh, yeah, but I'm glad that like it's convincing you know those like you who maybe weren't convinced maybe you're not like a Harry Potter fan and you just you know for you, it's not like a, a nostalgia beat or it's not just like a, a hint or a nod into like, you know, every little piece of lore that you're gathering from it. For you, it's, you know, what what's going to bring me into the Harry Potter world? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's and so that's cool. Yeah, this this uh, did have a very dark take, though. I agree. And yeah, what are the, the results of you using like those, you know, spells that should not be used that are kind of like against mm. against the law, you know? Exactly. 
But yeah, I I would actually say the same thing. I think those two new IPs, the uh, Rise of the Ronin and then Project Eve, those are the ones uh, outside of God of War. I think you know God of War, it's it's exciting to me, but it's it's kind of just like, all right, cool, yeah, we know, we know. So what do you got? What do you got that's new? Um, mm-hmm. Well, cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's pretty much my impressions. It's interesting though. They what you know one quick thing before we move on here. They kind of did this whole like in between trailers and segments where they had like they did the Nintendo thing like of somebody talking about it, like talking mm. about the game, and I'm mm. like, this is so unSony, and it kind of cheapened the effect <laughs> effect of like how the pre- presentation went, and it's like, why are you trying to be like Nintendo? <laughs> like, <laughs> let Nintendo do what they do, and then Sony, you keep doing what you do. <laughs> I don't, mm. But I feel like maybe it's really hitting a wide audience for them doing that and explaining like what we just saw, you know, because maybe uh, no. well, we have a lot of new gamers now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they don't know. So, hey, you know what? I'm OK with it. Just show me cool games. So, <laughs> all right, uh, let's go ahead and let's move on. Um, also to uh, the Ubisoft uh, reveal for like all the Assassin's Creed games uh, came out. I don't know if you guys saw anything about that or heard anything about that, but I I, I think in the future, I want to go ahead, like talk about that. If you guys are down for it, maybe. Yeah. Let's do that on our next uh, podcast, actually. Cause I, I didn't actually get into it. I didn't look at anything actually. Like There's I didn't a, look at anything. Same. So there was a, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't look deep into it either, but there was a lot, like I kind of heard about it from like little snippets of news that I caught. And I was just like, man, they're, it's Assassin's Creed universe over here, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but let, we're not going to talk about that this week. Let's let's move on. So let's uh, let's play our usual game, Split Screen Decision. Yay! Okay. Yay. <laughs> awesome. So again, uh, anybody who's just tuning in for the first time, it's uh, kind of a game akin to Would You Rather. Uh, I'll give uh, the players uh, two and three, two choices to choose between, and they have to make a split-second uh, decision or a split-screen decision. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, so first question, let me pull it up here. I had it pulled up, and now it's not up there. Oh, okay. We're going to do this. Sorry, guys. All right. First question. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to go first, by the way? Like, as Me. far as answering. Okay. Matt's going to answer first. Okay. First question. That was the first question. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. What do, you, what do you think about that, CJ? What's your answer? No. Anyways. Okay. So, first question. Uh, what cheat code are you turning on? Big head mode, a.k.a. DK mode in GoldenEye 007, or Moon Gravity in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Moon gravity. Moon gravity. Yeah, moon gravity's fun. Heck yeah, man! You can. If you're big head, then you just are a bigger target. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny for like the first five minutes, and then you realize like it's not so much fun anymore when you're getting shot in the head every two seconds. Yeah, moon gravity, man! Mm-hmm. Infinite combos. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's move on. Uh, which is the better kart racer, Diddy Kong Racing or Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled? Crash Team Racing. Uh, I'm going to say Crash Team Racing because I did research on it, but I've never played it. Shame on you guys. You never Have you guys... It's fun. Have you guys played Diddy Kong? 
Uh, no. I, I think I did on the DS, maybe. Ah, you get planes, you know? That's cool. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Air, I might have it. There's air I don't racing. even know. <laughs> no, I, I've heard, uh, yeah, Crash Team is uh, very in-depth. I actually have a copy of it, and I've, I haven't really played through it, but I've heard it's very in-depth, and it's actually pretty good. So mm-hmm. Some people like it more than Mario Kart, actually. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been gathering, too. It's It's got its own flavor. So Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, who should be the next eligible bachelor in the Bachelor show? A clicker from The Last of Us, or Lamar the head crab from Half Life series? You bringing Lamar back? I'm <laughs> I brought back this Lamar. guy. I brought I'm going to say the clicker just because of Sean. No, <laughs> Lamar. <laughs> He's a good head crab, <laughs> and he would be great for a date because you like you know suck on your head. I guess they both suck on head, but. <laughs> God, <laughs> I just God. imagine like they're interviewing the clicker, and it's like you know, like making all those like, <laughs> sounds. What are it's you? like twitching its head back and forth and stuff. All right, CJ, come on, choose. Le- you're gonna choose Lamar, right? I don't have any history with no! Lamar. Oh, you need a history with Lamar. Oh, so you're. Going I mean, with- I will play Half Life. I will play Half Life Two for you. I promise that that okay. will happen. Okay, so you're um, but I'm going with the clicker. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the clicker would interview better and also be a better uh, uh, candidate for the camera. You know, like when they're sitting. Well, it in also has chair. like a yeah. Also has like a whole body. You know, that'd be good too. You could put dating. you could put Lamar in like a like a a suit like you know? on like someone's a, face. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> and what's cool is he could like adjust. He could be like a different person every single time. You know, it's oh not about my God. It, it's not about the body. It's, it's about the it's about the personality. <laughs> oh my right, goodness! Right. Right, we got we got to continue forward. All right, who's the better Kong from the DK crew? Lanky Kong or Chunky Kong? I don't recognize either of those. So Lanky Kong is like the orangutan <laughs> one with stretchy arms, and Chunky Kong's like, he's like the big gorilla. He's the big boy. I'm going Chunky, because Chunky sounds more fun. Lanky sounds lame. Mm. Give me Chunky. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I would go with Chunky Kong, because I don't even know who they are, and Chunky Kong <laughs> would remind me of the original Kong, so Chunky Kong. Oh, okay. <laughs> You you've never played Donkey Kong sixty four, have you, Drip? I only played Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo. Oh, same. I really hope. Uh, I honestly like. It's funny that game gets a lot of hate, and I really hope they they re-release it uh, on the sixty four backwards compatibility Nintendo Online thing. I, I think that would be great. I mean, maybe a lot of other people might not think that, but that game was like surprisingly hard, and it had a lot going for it, in my opinion. So. Well, hopefully they do mm. release it so you guys get to play it. I, have you played it, Matt? No, I have it, and I never even turned it on. Oh. <laughs> oh I just God. got it, though. Rec- I didn't. I haven't had it forever. Oh, so. I see, I see, I see. If you can ignore <laughs> the... Because, uh, like, the problem with it is, like, there's a lot of, like, collect-a-thoning uh, where mm-hmm. you have to collect a bunch of, like, knickknacks and doodads, and it kind of doesn't... Sometimes, like, you, it could be, like, a trail of blue bananas for Lanky Kong. He He gets the blue bananas right and uh and you have to like follow this trail of breadcrumbs and kind of go down the path and then it just kind of abruptly ends it's like they didn't finish it out 
and then you'll see like right ahead of it there will be some purple bananas and that goes for like the the tiny kong the girl tiny kong or whatever so you have to like go back be her and then keep Let's pulling that the trail of breadcrumbs oh. so that's kind of like where i think a lot of people get it like give it some hate but there's so many good like other aspects of that game the boss battles are pretty cool and then again just like it was pretty difficult there's a lot of just really cool things about it uh but yeah hopefully they can release that okay keep let's keep going who's tucking you in and reading you a bedtime story is it dr eggman from sonic series or the joker from the batman arkham knight series hmm i like the idea of eggman although the joker i'm sure would be a way better storyteller Hmm. but i just like big Eggman just like reading a story and then randomly going on a rant about how he hates Sonic and then back to the story. <laughs> that just sounds fun. <laughs> what about you, CJ? Uh, Eggman is Dr. Robotnik. Yes. Yeah. Ah, I do have a lot of history with Dr. Robotnik. Um, I would have to still say I'm going to go with the Joker, though, uh, because, yeah, the Joker, I every time he was on screen when I was playing Arkham... Uh, Knight and uh, uh, what was it? Yeah, Arkham Knight actually, the most recent one. Uh, I I just couldn't get enough of him on screen, and he'd like pop up every now and then. Like you're just like walking around, he's like, "Hey, bats!" So I don't know. I I couldn't get enough of that, so I'll go with the Joker. Yeah, Mark Hamill. I have to say, Mark Hamill's voice. Yeah, especially if it's because this is the yeah Mark Hamill voice acted Joker, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. better storyteller in my opinion what do, what do you say mac i said i'd have to say that the joker is definitely reading a pop-up book oh yeah Ooh. <laughs> that would, yeah absolutely with all like the crazy stuff like it's got it, like the little pull tabs and yes. stuff <laughs> Ooh, batsy look at this i have you a robin dude and and of course like the joker would like maybe like mess around with the book like he draw a bunch of stuff in it too that would make it like obscurely violent whereas i feel like eggman yeah. might just like follow along the ropes but i like i like the idea of him <laughs> ranting on how he hates sonic <laughs> that's that's exactly what he would do <laughs> that's great okay uh who should star in their own cooking show big daddy from bioshock or solid snake from metal gear yeah I know. snake yeah i know yeah, I know. I would, I would Dude, love to see Snake cook. Wouldn't that be so great? <laughs> I, I just feel like uh, that would be so great. I just, I didn't know who to throw alongside with uh, Solid Snake because I just felt like that was the best candidate for any sort of cooking show. Just Dude, so- he would burn everything. He'd be like in the middle of cooking and then be on like a fifteen-minute conversation, and then he'd come back and it'd all be burnt. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Meryl. I burnt your eggs. <laughs> oh, there's just so many things like. There's so many great things about that, in my opinion. Uh, okay. Uh, which Grand Theft Auto game world are you living in? Uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City or Grand Theft Auto V's Los Santos? Hmm. I haven't played either, but I think Los Santos is like L.A., so I guess I'll pick that one. So I'm also it, going... Mm. Oh, also going Los Santos. Yeah. Oh, I have my reasons, but... Man. Dude, take me back to the 80s in Vice City. Like, freaking cocaine and supermodels, baby. Yeah, I'm going back to the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. That, but hey, that's all right. 
you guys have your opinions and they're they're not good (laughs) (laughs) how dare you no (laughs) i'm just kidding no hey this is what this game's all about so okay uh what fruit are you macking on yoshi berries or donkey kong coconuts no puns here because we got berries berries and (laughs) donkey kong coconuts you know oh boy yeah (laughs) no puns Uh, yet I'm gonna go with uh, Yoshi as well because I just like the sound that he makes when he eats the berries. Hey gong, hey gong. Like, well, you're—it's not Yoshi doing it. It's you. You're eating his berries. Oh, it's me doing it. No pun. I guess then you I have would to have make the same noise. I, exactly. I'd have fun okay. trying to do it like him. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I would do the same thing. <laughs> what about you, Matt? As the Yoshi berries. Yeah. Yoshi berries. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is pretty enticing. I like berries more than coconuts, anyways. So yeah, I yeah, actually no don't way. like coconut. Get out of here. So <laughs> I like the, I like the meat of the coconut. I think that's very good. So, but yeah, berries. Yeah, the outside part isn't very good. Yeah, no, not good not at all. The hairy part. Yeah, the husk. That, yeah, the yeah. well, no, like so. Yeah, whatever they do to coconuts here in the U.S., I don't know. But yeah, give me some coconut meat. I'm cool with that. Okay. What's the better arcade style beat 'em up? Castle Crashers or The Simpsons? Castle Crashers is pretty fun. I'm going to go with that just because it has way more humor and stuff. Yeah, I'm not copying, not Simpsons. copying Matt here, but I played Castle Crashers and it was awesome, but I never played The Simpsons game, so. No, I agree with you both. Uh, Castle Crashers. I think what's nice about Cra- Castle Crashers is it has a little bit more element of strategy to it, whereas The Simpsons is like a classic beat em up. But The Simpsons has humor. It's The Simpsons. It does. I know. Yeah. I was just. Uh, I think that there's more in the in Castle Crashers. It's like there's ridiculous stuff happening all around you the whole time. And it's not in your face either. It's kind of just like hinted and nodded at via like, you know, the characters, like emotions and expressions, right? I mean, so. Yeah, like a deer flying across the screen pooping. It was really subtle. Oh, dude. (laughs) Very subtle. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Very subtle. Okay. Okay. which character should have been in the Smash Bros. series? Spyro or Crash Bandicoot? Crash. I could actually see Crash Bandicoot in Super Smash. I can't see Spyro in there for some reason. His 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 base movements, the way the way you play as Spyro doesn't seem like a Smash character, but Crash Bandicoot, he's got all the stuff, the spin, like I could see it. I mean, I could, slide. I could see them both. I'm going to say Crash, too. Yeah, Crash is definitely the candidate. I mean, he's just the ultimate mascot. I feel like Spyro is kind of a little bit of a back burner mascot. But, yeah, I mean, I could see them both. I mean, I feel like Smash could make it work. It's too bad they weren't in there, because that would have been fun. Maybe yeah, in the PlayStation cool. All-Stars. Maybe in the next PlayStation All-Stars game, right? Because that's going to happen. Sony. It really should happen. Like, it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be. Let's do that. Look, come on, Sony. You're listening out there. Okay. Uh, who are you performing a blood sacrifice on for a plentiful harvest this season? Is it Yoshi or Kirby? Blood sacrifice? <laughs> yeah. For the... I would go with Yoshi. I'm afraid of Kirby. Who knows if he isn't even has blood, you know? 
That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Kirby is a little scary. He's like a like a god or something. But yeah. st- there's going to be blood. There's going to be blood. I'm just going to say <laughs> there's, there's going to be blood. Because <laughs> it's for the future What harvest. if you cut open Kirby and there's like a whole universe inside him? Oh my gosh. Well, then your future harvest looks very plentiful indeed. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. I guess I would go Kirby because... I would have to be some kind of crazy to be in that kind of situation. <laughs> like, what what situation would I be in where I would be able to actually capture Kirby and perform that? That would be pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't kill Yoshi. I couldn't do it. I love Yoshi. I like Kirby, but I like Yoshi more. So, um, Okay, last one. Which song are you playing for a romantic night with your lover? The character select theme from Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or the DK rap from Donkey Kong 64? And I sent you guys both a clip of this. So, just DK in case. DK rap. Who can't get down to that? DK. <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> for a romantic evening, they're both pretty bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but one's obviously better. <laughs> What do you think, I think CJ? I would go with the DK rap because I know that it would bring smiles and laughter. And then that's that can be very romantic. Yeah, it can be. All right. Well, thank you guys again for playing Split Screen Decision with me. And thank you again for everybody out there for listening in to our uh, little decisions we had to make on those, those heavy choices. Uh, and of course, uh, for all those listening out there, if you guys have any uh, question ideas, for me to ask the panel for that little game that we like to play, uh, send us uh, send us your thoughts. Send us a question, and we love uh, we love hearing from you. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on to our last topic that I want to talk about. I'm very excited about this one, CJ. I know you are too. So I'm going to have you go first. Yeah. I'm going to have you go first on this one. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys. Uh, we have a couple of game collaborations that have already happened in the past, and let's just keep it kind of in line with this uh, Nintendo Direct as far as examples are concerned. So Mario versus Rabbids, two separate universes that are joined together to come through as one game. So I want to ask you guys, what uh, two gaming universes or three, whatever, you could, it could be a multiverse if you want, what universes in the gaming uh, realm do you guys want to see come together? And what kind of game would it look like? What would it be? So CJ, go ahead. What, what do you got? You tell me. Okay, so... Oh, I've actually wanted this for a very long time, so uh, I've been able to kind of, you know, I've been thinking about it. And when you when you presented this question, I was very excited. So um, the two universes that I want to bring together would be Ratchet and Clank, and I'm sure you could guess it, Jack and Dexter. I think those are two universes that definitely deserve to be together, and I know that in, I believe, it was Jack 2... I believe there was a like a hologram like kind of like advertisement or like a huge poster in the city of Ratchet. Um, so I know that it's probably been a conversation before, but they never actually have pushed forward on it. Um, so yeah, those are the two uh, you know universes I want to put together, and the kind of background that I want to give to it is both of them they lose. So Ratchet loses his weapons, and then Jack loses his like dark eco powers, and then they get put into a scenario similar to Ratchet Deadlocked, 
where they're pretty much both prisoners and they have to like pretty much fight through this like intergalactic Olympics. Um, and with that, uh, you know, they get all new types of weapons um, where pretty much there's going to be like, uh, you know, like racing involved. Uh, obviously, there's going to be gunplay. There's going to be a lot of like platforming um, and it's going to take place in this Galactic Olympics. Uh, the game is also going to be like fully co-op. Um, so that way people can experience playing both characters and their differences um, while getting through these challenges together. Um, so yeah, I think that that would be super sick for them to do. Um, and I think it would be totally doable, especially since both companies have kind of gone in little different directions. Um, I feel like Ratchet has gone, you know, deeper into platforming, deeper into crazy type weapons. Uh, Naughty Dog has gone, you know, very deep into like realism and like, you know, realistic type weapons. Uh, so I think that they both have evolved in different ways. And then for them to be able to put those together would be brilliant. And I know that the team at Naughty Dog, they still have a, you know, a very large place for Jack and Dexter in their heart, but they did say that they just don't know where to take the series. So I think a crossover would be perfect. Um, and then, you know, with the latest Ratchet game, which is pretty much kind of like wrapped up, um, especially with, you know, the talk of like, you know, multi-dimensions and stuff, they've already went there. So I kind of feel like it would be perfect for the whole scenario to be set up from Ratchet's universe. And then, you know, he and Clank are tinkering with something they shouldn't be tinkering with, trying to get back to the Lombaxes. And then all of a sudden they get like, trapped in this universe and then it pulls in Jack and Daxter somehow um, and then Jack loses his powers and then it's just like wait where are we and then boom they get these collars put on them and then like Ratchet's just like wait I've, I've seen this before what's going on it's like it's the intergalactic Olympics <laughs> welcome and it's just like what the fudge boom <laughs> and then I have the name for it too Ooh. it's just called Stripped <laughs> because they've been stripped of their powers they've been stripped of their weapons it is now just them and you know we know that Ratchet's an engineer so you know it'd be really cool for him to actually show us more of that side um, you know like he has powers other than just the weapons that he has it's like he knows how to build things he knows how to fix things you know I don't really know what Jack is naturally good at but <laughs> that would be interesting to see. <laughs> platforming? <laughs> yeah, just platforming. <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the crossover that I think would be super sick. This is a sick crossover. Stripped. This is perfect. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect in my opinion. And I think it's a great way for Naughty Dog to come back into the fold. You know what I mean? Mm. Or you just let Insomniac do it because, I mean, you know, it's Insomniac. But... <laughs> just let Insomniac take care of it. Just let him... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think it's actually, that's a beautiful crossover. They both have, like, little side companions. you got Clank and you've got uh, freaking Daxter. So they're both kind of those goofy sidekicks. They're kind of, like, opposite of each other. Clank is a little bit more grounded, and then Daxter's a little crazy, and, you know, having mm. them interact. And then you could even, like, take that further and have them, like, have their own side missions either together. So it could be, like you said, with the co-op, you could have those two side characters go off on their own little missions as well. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that would be perfect. I would love to see that. It'd be so fun. 
Yeah. So fun. And, <laughs> and I think, honestly, I, I, I do believe that like Ratchet and Clink would probably take the, uh, the primary role and then like, there they are. It would be like a Family Guy, American Dad crossover sort of thing where like, you know, okay, who's the lesser of the two? Let's have them enter their universe-ish, you know, kind of mm-hmm. situation. But yeah, I like the Galactic Games too, because then you could put it wherever you want, like whatever exactly. type of scenario. And then, yeah, that's very cool. Did you have anything, like any other collaborative ideas that were like maybe way crazy or? So like kind of in that same idea, there is something that I did want to bring up. Um, so like, what would you guys think if like, cause you know how the art styles for these characters are different. So what's kind of interesting is like, would they share the same art style? Do you think it'd be cool to have them keep their own art style along with the, you know, intergalactic Olympics universe? What if that was set in kind of like a real world setting? Mm. So using like graphical capabilities from The Last of Us and that kind of art style, not the scary art style, but just the fact that like, you know, this is realistic, photorealistic foliage, photorealistic buildings, maybe even photorealistic like people. So like actually put humans in this. And the humans are the ones that are, like, trapping these creatures and making them fight each other. Oh, this could definitely like, be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be, be crazy because they don't do that. They do it in movies. They put, mm-hmm. you know, these animated characters in realistic settings, but I have not seen that in a game. The only thing I can think of is, like, some of the Sonic games. He's, like, in the real world, and he's, like, the only animal that talks and walks kind of thing in, uh, like, Sonic 06 and adventures but mm. yeah aside from that it's definitely not a very used idea in video games i don't think and mario sort of did it too with odyssey they had like that real world oh that's true. Uh, new donk city yes thank you yeah i'm glad you remember the name I, I couldn't remember it but yeah like it was kind of like okay so what is mario is he is he like not human you know like, yeah what is he <laughs> but uh it does beg the question i feel like i think the thing is is i feel like both ratchet and clank and dexter already kind of have like sort of the same similar art style in my opinion i mean it one's mm. just older but you know and so ratchet's had a chance to like evolve and get more like like realistic looking but you could easily add like jack and daxter into that mix and just update the look a little bit and it would be perfect that's that's my opinion. i agree yeah i think that's a that's a perfect crossover and they've already sony it, it could be a reality too because sony has the ips so why not let's do it let's make it the next one that'd be that'd be so sick yeah because like you said Man. they're leading up to it with the rift apart aspect like opening up portals and going to new universes so yeah it's already in the lore like it's definitely possible come on sony and yeah both of them do too right <laughs> they both kind of have like the portal aspect in a way of like different universes like with the lomax right so yeah he uh i think uh jack and daxter like they went into the future right yes so there's yeah. there's like with that magic it's like yeah it's like you know Jack and Daxter would be messing around with like you know some like dark eco and whatever and like maybe maybe Jack's been having a lot of like you know mental issues because the dark ego is like still like you know trying to like you know get into his brain or whatever and he can't control his rage and aggression so they're trying to extract it and in that process you know they end up triggering something and then like, I don't know. I don't know how they would get pulled into this, but obviously humans are always, like, searching the cosmos or whatever, so maybe they figured out a way to extract very powerful entities and then utilizing, like, both of them trying to, like, you know, mess with this kind of stuff. That, like, it's almost like, oh, a beacon. Like, let's get that person. Ooh, another one? Let's get that. Yeah. Boom. And now they're here. Hmm. That'd be sick. 
you know what let's bring in crash in there just like as like a you know like a last uh and oh, like man. an end game like Damn. character yeah mm. dude boss. that'd be so sick because like <laughs> uh especially like you know say it's like rolling credits right but it's like you know new game plus blah 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 and then like you know another like like there's a new contender it's like uh, yeah. and it's crash <laughs> you know the, the only issue with that now though is microsoft owns it so microsoft's got to play nice which Ooh. you know what i i think microsoft would play it play nice on this personally microsoft is pretty clever they would actually yeah it's money for them so yeah why not exactly <laughs> well i like the idea i i don't like the name though i don't like the strip thing you don't like stripped i think it's <laughs> well go ahead doesn't uh, ratchet and clank always have an inappropriate name traditionally that, that's true Very true you could make a like up your arsenal <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you could you could if you could play going commando yeah yeah that's true and then you could like heart stripped or something i don't know yeah I, i'm not gonna come out i'm not good with the coming up with names the stripped, titles of games. stripped tees <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right matt what do you got what do you got for us so I was thinking, what about like Overcooked, but with the DK universe? Just like Donkey Kong and his buddies, and then they're just like cooking, but every everything they cook has bananas in it. <laughs> and you gotta like do like the time cooking challenge, and then you have to like, you know, like pass the food to each other to finish it. You know, like on Overcooked, they have like sectioned off pieces of the kitchen. You know, and then so you gotta like do like a, a roll while you're like holding a frying pan and like pass it to the other person and let them finish it. <laughs> oh, that'd be it. sick. Uh, and then they like banana peels fall down and like land on the floor and you have to like dodge them and stuff. Oh, dude, that would be that would be perfect because like honestly, those two universes are like already kind of playful. And then if you yeah, exactly. if you just kind of DKified it and then put in like the overcooked like characters as like say either partner companions or like as antagonists you know what mm -hmm. i mean like dk's got to fight through it what would be super cool too in my opinion is if you could like kind of combine the genre somewhat like you could have like maybe some sort of like time segments of like i gotta get over to this cooking floor over here because overcooked kind of played around with that a little Ooh. bit where like yeah. the floor would split in the middle of the kitchen and you got to make sure you're over there, yeah. like, or at least one of your partners is over gotta, here. Got to like swing on some vines over to the other side of the kitchen. Yes, <laughs> that's cool. And you've already got that would be awesome. And you've already got Diddy and Donkey, so you could still do the co-op aspect that Overcook already kind of like introduces. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I think that would be perfect. Did you? Uh, that's a. Both of you guys have some safe ideas. Was there <laughs> was there anything like crazy that you thought about, like? that as far as i was trying to make good games i don't know i thought of one more i thought about metal gear tactics i think that'd be super cool because like in the metal gear games you know you have like the the missile that you like shoot and control around the map and it blows up and uh you know you have like puzzles so i was just thinking like you know grid based top down tactics game would be super fitting for for snake yes you know maybe you could do like ricochet bullet shots for your uh, you know for your gun and then maybe you have to like go around the map and collect uh, pieces of you know ID cards to open certain areas of the map like it's kind of like a you know like a fortress where you have to like get through it to the boss area and then you have to like fight the boss and like use the doors and stuff or like walls to like help you uh, defend and stuff I don't know thought that'd be cool yeah that is awesome like, how do you 
Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Like, I was just thinking, like, have you uh, seen the uh, Steam World heist? Mm-mm. So, like, like, just like what you're talking about, like, it's like you have, like, a section, you have to get to the boss, and then, like, like uh, you use, like, ricochet bullets and everything, um, and, like, oh, really? you're moving spaces. So, yeah, I can totally envision that. That would be super sick. That's awesome. Yeah, and then, you know, you would kill just, like, silly uh, NPC guards along the way to the boss, you know, exactly. you choke them out and stuff, and try to, like, tactically choke out, like, three in, like, one turn. That'd be pretty cool. Dude, that's what's up. I, d- I didn't think, think of any ridiculous ones, though. Now I feel challenged. Maybe come back to me. That's okay. We could. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think what I like about this subject matter is we could revisit this. We could come back to this. And, this is yeah, true. This is per, mm. like, there's so many collaborations out there that could happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love the suggestions. I actually, I like both of them a lot, in my opinion. All right, I thought of another one. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Tony Hawk's Pro Painter. And it's like Splatoon mixed with Tony Hawk. Oh, <laughs> that actually makes like so much Jet sense. Grind radio, but maybe you know, maybe make it more different. <laughs> That's great. That makes so much sense, though. That would be great. It just works. Yeah. Now, would it be multiplayer or would it be like a single player experience? Like, yeah, I think it'd be multiplayer, and then like all the surfaces you do tricks on, you paint automatically, and you have to try to paint the most of the the levels yeah. you can. And so you got to like, and if you, someone does the same ramp as you and they get more points, it changes to their color. Ah, yeah, exactly. Cause you, they had that in Tony Hawk. They actually had the graffiti mode. Yeah. Were you like, it yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Everything I think of exists. Well, no, it hasn't been touched on in a long time. So, and the, we'll and see, it, this is two mm. universes that like kind of are solar. They're like super opposite, but they kind of make sense together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if you just had Tony Hawk and one of the, like the Inklings just like you know, like shaking hands or something, and then like all right, let's go, you know, <laughs> Bob Burnquest, you know, I don't know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Like, and I think this is good because people will listen. These developers will listen. They won't say they got it from us, but they'll listen. Yeah. They will. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can't give uh, lowly co-op plus one any credit for this one. It's not trademarked yet. So, uh, also too, going off of that, we just had Roller Drome that came through. Oh, so yeah. you could slow. You it's could true. incorporate the guns and still like, like you said, like paint surfaces, like like maybe specified surfaces that require it. And slow down time while you're in the air mm. landing your tricks, and then you know, you know, that's a good idea. Yeah, like a paintball gun while you're doing your slow mo. Heck yeah. Dude, that's such a good mix because you could do surfaces because, yeah, you know, like you can't really you could do tricks like manuals and stuff. But, you know, like the actual ground that needs to be painted with a gun. But then like rails, you know, uh, or like half pipes and stuff that could be for trick stuff. So like Mm. you'd have to be thinking like, okay, as I'm going to the rail, I need to be painting and shooting. And then I also need to do like a pretty high level trick to like make this rail mine. Mm. Ooh, that's that's really good. That would be so much fun. There's a lot going for that game. So, who owns uh, Tony Hawk now? It's is it Activision? I think they always did. Did they always own it? I don't know. Okay, I, I couldn't. Remember. They always owned it. I don't know if I don't know if they own it now. Ah, who cares? It doesn't matter. So, well, Microsoft owns it because Microsoft owns Activision, right? I don't know if they or they're trying to own them. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's it's been no, that's done. right. That, that is like right. Seven billion dollar deal or something like that. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. They are. They're they're going through that whole thing and there's like a big uh 
it's it's getting a lot of uh, I guess you know refute because it's considered like monopolizing to the industry, but mm. I don't yeah. think so. But that's that's another subject. We're not talking about that today. So <laughs> sorry, Microsoft. Um, but yeah, I like I like that idea a lot. I love that's why I love this subject. There's just so many ideas that you could come up with. Um, mm. Do you guys want to hear mine before you know, yeah. kind of kick yeah kick it, things to an end? Okay, so. I'm going to give you guys kind of like my safe choices and they're there's that's kind of why I think we could go further on this in the future because I kind of thought of okay two universes coming together but also like what if we just had multiple universes coming together right so we have Super Smash Bros Ultimate that exists why not Mario Kart Ultimate why not bring in all the different universes together with all the different characters and then give it like sort of the same take of how Smash Ultimate does where or not Smash Ultimate, Double Dash, because Double Dash included like specialty items that each character can like they own for themselves. So why couldn't we have a cart game similar to that, where each character like Solid Snake has a mine that he drops, a remote mine, and he can just randomly trigger it anytime or something, you know? So also going a little crazier with that idea. Okay, we got all these characters. What if in like instead of a classic battle mode with balloons? It was an infinite track. You're racing down the track, and you have like combo moves that you could pull off on characters, and it's based off percentage. So you're trying to like up the person's percentage, and then you can knock them out of the like ring, knock them out of the loop, so to speak, the the track. You know what I mean? Mm. So like you, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just it may not be a great idea, but I thought it was just like well, it's, no, it's really fun. Sound it sounds like a lot of fun actually. It's a change um, up because a little bit of a change up, and you're not yeah like. Well, you're not breaking the flow of the race because I think a lot of the times mm-hmm. what I have a problem with on these like kind of bro- like the uh, what's that really popular one that used to be on PlayStation Twisted Metal. Like I think the problem mm-hmm. that you have a lot, of, a lot with a lot of those games is you're breaking the flow of driving every single time. Mm-hmm. So if you could have a, a driving game where you're still racing, you're still like in that flow state, but then at the same time you're like trying to pull off a combo or trying to knock somebody out of the ring at the same time. It's like roller derby, you know? Mm. Okay. So that was kind of more of my safe idea. Another one, and this is not so much a collab as much as just like a wish, is like an open world Mario Grand Theft Auto style game. I want to race my Mario Kart through the world. I want to be able to jump anywhere, do anything. I want to get on any type of mount. I want to see Yoshis pop up everywhere around the world. I just want to like, I want a giant Mario world with like different like terrariums and everything, you know, like simultaneously, no loading, no levels just play around you know that could be maybe it could be like a grand theft auto 5 where that you got like mario luigi and whoever i don't know let's put in waluigi since he looks like a gangster and you're, and you're doing mario heist i don't know um, wow that's that would be super interesting i don't think it's gonna happen for a while uh maybe a mario open world game but not in that kind of style but yeah like People everywhere, things happening all real time. Like, I just think it'd be cool. Okay. Uh, next idea, another safe one. I have a lot of these ideas, so I'm just going to kick them out there. Uh, <laughs> and I'll go quick with this one Resistance, uh, the Resistance series meets Gears of War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're both similar. Oh, yeah. I don't know what kind of game it would be. Could be like a tactics game, could be like a, you know, first person shooter, third person shooter. I don't care. I think those two universes kind of make sense together. Uh, the Resistance kind of has like crazier guns, 
you know, and you could con- even combine the locust teams up with the what's the uh, alien race in the resistance uh, chimera. Series? Yeah, the chimera. They're they team up. You know, oh man, we got to take them out. That kind of thing. So that'd be cool. Okay, uh, another one, kind of similar to the Smash Bros or this the Mario Kart idea. Persona meets any universe. So you know how any any hey, universe. Wait, wait. <laughs> Okay, so here's my take on this. You're going into the minds of of all your enemies. You're going into their mind palaces, and each world is a little different already, right? Why couldn't you make those different game ideas or different universes or different movie properties? I see what you're saying. Like you I could see go what into the yeah, you could go into the Spider-Man universe, and then each one kind of has its own like movement mechanic through the world, and then you still have maybe like. RPG like battles, but you're like the persona characters or whatever lot you've got. Maybe, you, maybe you even if you did like a dedicated kind of like what Kingdom Hearts did with Disney, you could have like a dedicated, you know, other universe come in, whatever you want, and they would team up in this RPG. Psychonauts. Psychonauts. Sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean. <laughs> That'd be I don't so know. Cool. Would that be like Inception? It's like a mind stuff inside of mind stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fire. That would be great. So that was kind of a a little bit crazier idea. And then the last one, and I feel like this is kind of crazy in my personal opinion. But let's get Portal and let's get Mario and let's put them together in one game. Mm. That makes sense. Because I'm thinking like you've got like the companion cube and you could even change up what the companion cube could do as far as helping you get through. It wears a Mario hat. Oh, you could do anything. <laughs> I feel like I feel like both. And then, of course, you're playing around with portals and you have like the robot like that could already be like the perfect ultimate antagonist. You know what I mean? Like the robot voice, like the company. Uh, mm hmm. So I, th- I think that would be really cool. And then, of course, playing around with portals in Mario games would be great. Especially, I want it to be. Yeah. I want it to be a 3D Mario, not 2D. You could you can combine both if you want, but I want 3D. I want to play. I want to really play around with this world. And I want to be able to drop portals wherever I want. So Mario's got a portal gun. And okay. yeah, what what do you think? What is that? Well, well, CJ? so but you you, I was gonna ask you like. What if Mario had a portal gauntlet? And I know that that doesn't really change it up that much, but I just like the idea of like in the trailer, he's like running and then like he like throws like, you know, a portal or behind him and then he throws like another one in front of him and then runs into the portal and then he's behind like the enemy and then he like does like a the jump on stomp on their head. As like, long as it know. looks like the gun. As long as it looks like the whatever the aperture science uh, mm. gun or Portal whatever gun. the well, it's it has like I think it's the name is aperture science gun or something like that. I can't remember, but um, yeah, it, like because I can imagine that trailer. Mario's running through, he's doing his thing, and then all of a sudden, like you see the companion cube, and the crowd goes wild, and then he picks up like a portal gun or something, and then he just starts hopping around and like just zipping and zooming through like different environments and then what's cool is like the later game stuff could even have like uh portal-esque environments you know what i mean like more mm. more um i guess uh intimidating dark yeah start you know what i mean and then sh- shoot let's get crazy with it let's start like you know incorporating the both of them together and everything just goes nuts 
You know what I mean? Ooh. That'd be awesome. I would love Ooh. it. Right, wait, are the green pipes already portals in Mario? Uh, they are. They, they're more of like a pathway. <laughs> yeah, I would just yes. You can't control. Yeah, yeah that's exactly true. I want, yeah. yeah, I want to be able to control my portals. Hey, if if they want that's to, that's for great puzzles. Yeah, they could even like put a little like green pipe around the portal as you shoot them around. I don't <laughs> care if Nintendo. I just want. I think it would be like a really super crazy collaboration that nobody would expect like somebody would see that and be like what you know what i mean like because again like you look at mario vs rabbits it's like okay I could, that's i could kind of see that you know what i mean this makes sense but if they saw mario and portal together they'd be like what is this like what world are we in like what like who had to chop nintendo's arms to get you know get that deal so go ahead well i'd like to CJ. actually like add to that is what's really cool about these game ideas that we're coming up with is that you're actually taking two like uh, franchises that have very different like mechanics and like trying to blend those two together is what makes it so exciting. So it's like Mario has never had the ability to control where a portal takes him to. Um, but now incorporating that in with his amazing move set, it's just super cool. Like, Yes. Like you would see so many cool things. Like you have this big room and then like you got to get all the way up there. It's like, how am I going to do that? It's like you not only do you have to put the portals in the right spot. Well, there's probably many right spots, but also you need to actually have like the, you know, the techniques of Mario's uh, platforming mechanics and his acrobatics to be able to get there, too. Like, I think that's a brilliant idea. And and let's go a little further with this, because Half-Life is part of that same universe. Let's let's throw in the gravity gun. Let's make it real nuts. Let's let's just get let's just get crazy. But I I will say I don't want any of the characters from Half Life in there. I think that would just get a little. I don't think that would be good for Mario having some head crabs running around unless they were like no inflatable inflatable balloon head crabs. <laughs> you have to make them cute. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> hey, Lamar is cute. <laughs> Anyways, oh, Lamar. Well, <laughs> um okay well uh do you guys want to uh go ahead and just like kind of really quickly really quickly talk about like what you've been playing this week uh matt you go first what have you been playing this week oh boy well as you know i'm home now so i've actually been able to reunite with the uh old ps5 and uh my buddy got me back into elden ring and oh boy I already put like an extra 15 hours in there this week. I'm at like 93 hours and still haven't uncovered the whole map. I'm at maybe 70%, maybe 65. I don't even know. And it's still, it's like everywhere I turn, I just like peek around the corner and there's just a giant like taking the entire screen, just like standing there waiting for me. (laughs) I'm just like, oh boy. So I've been uh, making my way through that and it's just really cool like how many different ways you can play that game you know like i kind of do like uh um what's it called like dexterity so i have like a katana and then i do that also with uh sorcery so i do like from a distance some magic and then like to prepare for a, a battle before i start i'll use some faith and put like a heal over time spell or like a shield spell and then I'll change back to my sword and shield, go in there and fight, and then 
if I get some time to do like range, like I said, I'll go back to sorcery. It's just really cool that you can change it up and you can like fight on your horse sometimes if the battlefield is big enough or you can fight on foot. It's just super cool to like the way you approach everything. But then it still has Dark Souls in it. So there's still like, cat. Like, what's this castle right here? You go in the castle and it's just full of like, you know, minions and you go in and kill them all slowly. And then eventually at the top, you find some big monster to kill in a treasure chest. And so it's got like both kind of feels, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's just always stuff to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm so intimidated to play that game because I just know I'd probably spend like two, I'd spend, I'm not as I don't know. I'm new to the Dark Souls world, so I'd probably spend like 250 hours in that game because of the difficulty ramp and like, you know, just learning the Dark Souls language because it's like its own language. On top of it, there's just yeah. endless possibilities. So, yeah, that that's awesome. So mostly uh, Elden Ring week for you then? Yeah, mostly Elden Ring. And then my uh, lady has been, she just randomly got back into Skyrim and has been playing it nonstop. And so after three days of just watching her play i just loaded it on my laptop and i was like i guess i'm jumping back in i still have my save from 2015 on my laptop so wow open that up today (laughs) that's amazing are you like op in your save no i'm like it's like my third time i had started the game over again Mm. and i was like i can either buy it on like ps5 and play it from the beginning or just boot it up on steam and so i just went with that i I, I was doing a full mage build i guess so i guess i'm doing that (laughs) <laughs> nice. another game with a lot of possibilities tons but that's about it for me that's another game i'm afraid to play because i i have i feel like i'd have to finish it oh cool uh, all right what about you cj what have you been playing this week um so uh i'm working my way through doom eternal on uh, the switch and absolutely loving it it's i am so happy that it works on the switch as well as it does um so I think I'm like on the second to last level, um, kind of going through it quickly because I just bought the DLC for it because it's on sale right now. Uh, and um, yeah, just very pleased with the game. Uh, I love I love how every combat scenario is actually a puzzle. Um, a little different from like, I, I heard Dune 2016 because I played it through, but I didn't play like other people did after they you know beat it the first time. But I heard that you could use like the super shotgun for pretty much every scenario. Um, but I like how in Doom Eternal, it's very much a, you know, various enemies, you know, they have these weak spots. And then if you don't get rid of those weak spots um, or the weapons that are a weak spot, then they will, you know, they're really strong. Like they'll kill you pretty quickly. And then every most enemies have a specific weapon that they're weak against. Um, so it's this constant like, okay, I see you, I see you. All right, I'm going to use the ballista and the super shotgun in conjunction with each other. So it's like, and then that quick swap, that quick swap. Once you once you get the quick swap down, it just feels so good to just stun lock these enemies. Um, and like, you know, you'll have like, you know, these really strong enemies that are coming at you, but it's like, done. Like when you're quick swapping and you're doing it well, it feels so good. So Switch is handling that very well. Um, but on another note, uh, I spend most of my time playing the Resident Evil 4, uh, like HD edition on the Switch and I was able to, yeah, I could not (laughs) stop playing it. Like one night, I think I started playing at like eight and I was up till one 
the game is honestly a lot more expansive than I thought it would be. Like I thought, I thought I was coming to the end of it, and then you know it took me to a whole nother location. I was like, Oy! um, but yeah, it was so cool. the The balance of that game is, it's perfect. I I, I feel like I, I never felt like I was lulling. Um, I only had that feeling of like I want to beat this game, and it was like, oh, all right, let me just take a break then. Like I don't need to rush the experience. Um, so it was super balanced. Um, the uh, the weapon upgrades you could always feel them. You always felt like you were like you know progressing with your weapons. Um, I ended up you know having my favorites, um, and then I realized what the game wants you to do. That's what I started realizing is like how the game is a game. It's so gamey. Like you know you have the rocket launcher there. It's like you buy that rocket launcher, and it's just like what's this for? It's like does this have ammunition? Um, and the first time I used it, I looked back at my inventory, like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> I was like, wait, huh? And I started realizing, like, oh, wait a second, like, this is for bosses. So it's like, if I use a rocket launcher on bosses, then the boss is, like, kind of, like, just, like, small potatoes. And, you know, then I have the magnum. I was like, what's the magnum for? There's, like, never any ammo. And I remember one time, it was, a. Uh, I was in a you know pretty sticky situation, so I used the magnum, you know. And then after that, I was like, "Wait, like I didn't have to use it for that situation. I just panicked. It's like I need that for the boss, right?" And you know, I actually went back to my previous save so I could conserve and do it the right way. Um, and of course, you know, it has that classic RE inventory management. So you're really, I just love how the game is like making you make thoughtful decisions you know, on what weapon to use at what time. It's like, and then upgrading your pistol is a really good thing to do. And because you're going to be finding pistol ammo everywhere, you're going to be finding the SMG ammo everywhere. So use those weapons as much as you can. Um, that way, you know, you can keep your, you know, heavy hitting weapons for the bosses. And uh, one of the one of the things that I started enjoying later on, because I didn't even realize this, was you know, shooting the enemy's legs. At first, I was shooting them in the legs just to get them down, and then I was still shooting them. I'm just like, all right, well, yeah, now you're done. And it's like, wait, you just use like five bullets. Is that really what you wanted to do? Mm-mm. And it's like, huh. So then I started realizing the suplex was super cool. Yeah. So it's like I hit you in the leg. I run up there, suplex, and that was so satisfying. And then it also gives a pushback on the other enemies, so you can kind of reset. Um, and then I started realizing, hey, like, if they do just hit the ground and I can't suplex them, if I run up and I just start slashing them yes. with the knife, <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like, that's now, what, one bullet versus mm-hmm. five or six? So, you know, it's that, uh, it's the reward um, of playing smart. And then, and then what I really started enjoying about the game uh, was understanding that the clunky controls are deliberate now mm-hmm. now maybe they weren't deliberate maybe it was just a limitation but even playing it now you you kind of get like annoyed in the beginning but it's just like wait a second like this feels right though if it was too smooth then it would be too easy so you know positioning you know making sure i'm in the right spot it's like okay like there's an enemy behind me like pressing back b it's like oh, okay now now I can take care of you. It's it feels it just works really well, even though it feels a little bit clunky. It it works. Like as you're playing it, you're like, oh, it's supposed to be clunky. I think it was a combo of 
deliberation because you got to think i think that game came out in like what 2002 or four five 2005 okay so five. there you go yeah, now think about halo one came out in 2001 so we had plenty of time to figure out dual stick controls at that point so i think yes I stopping and aiming was a deliberate choice and it was on the gamecube to launch like it launched as a gamecube game and I don't think like developers really trusted that C stick as a secondary joystick at the time. I think they thought of it as more of like a uh, a button or something. So, but but that I mean honestly, that's that's I remember that being a thing. Like use that thing as a joystick. It's weird, you know, because it was kind of like a nub on the controller. But I, I do think Resident Evil Four was deliberate in its its choice of like sort of like half tank controls, but you need to stop, shoot, and carefully aim where you're going to be aiming at. Yeah. So. Well, Absolutely cool. love that. So it was so cool. So just to quickly uh, wrap up Resident Evil Four, would you say that was like what's what's your favorite so far? Just quick, gotta go quick. Uh, still Resident Evil Eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I mean, it's new and pretty. I get it. It's 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 not just the fact it's new and pretty. Like I I like the smooth controls and I like first person shooters a lot. So oh, okay, that alone gets me. Um, I, I do like how uh, Resident Evil 8 is a little updated from Resident Evil 7 as far as like your movement um, and I don't know like I played it through twice back to back like that's how much I just enjoyed it like I, I really do like Resident Evil 8 a lot and I actually I like the length of it too it's it is a, it's a short game um, but I like that it, it feels it feels like arcadey kind of but the the presentation is like very like high class so like it's 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 a really just fun game to get immersed into um and i know it's gonna get better um we'll talk about that in the next podcast but uh i definitely like i i couldn't say that i enjoyed either or more like let me be very clear um like it's almost like resident evil 4 was like for me just it was a, a definitive experience, a definitive experience of Resident Evil. Resident Evil 8 is like a definitive, like, first-person shooter experience. Um, you know, we have the Resident Evil 2 remake, which was super sick. Like, it's it's really hard. Like, I would say Resident Evil 2 remake almost just had the most... It had more tension. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like I was in control as much. In Resident Evil 4, I felt like I was in control. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I, I was never worried or concerned. Um, because the more you're willing to use all your weapons, then you're fine. Um, and then do not be afraid to upgrade your weapons and make them stronger. Because, man, and yes, spoiler alert, everyone. Um, I, I won't say the name of the creature, but kind of near near the end of the game, like when you're like, you know, going into like the laboratories you face that one enemy that like can't be killed unless you have like that special thing like to see where the actual like you know parasite is Mm. that was super cool that was super cool because that was the only part time in the game where i was genuinely kind of just like nervous because like you know the music was there it's like (sighs) 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 i'm just like okay like, where is he? I know you're here. And it's like, all right, they're super slow. So it's like, you're not intimidating, but you're a one shot on me almost. So like, how am I going to get rid of you? And then you kind of go around them. Once you find what you need to do, then it's like, all right, now I'm not afraid of you at all. And that was beautiful. 
And uh, dude, I obviously I dread that part every time. <laughs> dude, it's genuinely scary. Like they did a good job yeah. with that. <laughs> and I I don't know. Maybe you guys can tell me, but that like a uh, special infrared scope or whatever that you attach onto your weapon, can you attach that onto any gun or is it just the? Uh... I think it's just the sniper rifle. Okay, all right. I, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, could I attach it onto the shotgun? Then that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I you know I. I actually preferred it that way because it it built up that tension. So like what I would do is I'd like, you know, get some space, some distance between me and the enemy. And then I'd be like, all right, pop, pop. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Get that last one. And then I love how they switched it up on you where there was one on the back. So you get to take advantage of like how that enemy works by, all right, I'm going to shoot your legs off. And then now I can get the one on your back. Like, mm-hmm. Just, just it's, good. good. It's stuff. absolutely, it's it is a wonderful game. It's full, full strategy. All of them kind of have like their own take on the strategy bit. So, so eight is the the answer then. Resident Evil eight. Eight. I mean, that answer, that that question is so difficult. I'm still in my Resident Evil infancy. I feel like <laughs> I don't know, like because I've beaten four different ones, but still, like, just the idea of a Resident Evil game is just in like what they're asking from me, like the. The puzzles and the management i just love all of it i i maybe for me like resident evil 8 was the least challenging of them well maybe I'm, that's i'm very God, i don't know i'm very excited for you to finish for i'm very excited to hear your final take on it but we're, we're getting we're getting close on time so i'll go really quick on what i've been playing uh so i finished kirby and the forgotten realms and just to quickly go over that it uh, that game starts out super easy, ramps up, and then it ramps up again because you think you're done and you're not done. So, nope. at, dude, Kirby Souls. I'm just gonna say that Kirby Souls towards the end of it, it's that good. It's uh, it's uh, it's not just for kids, y'all. Um, okay, and then so I was having a hard time figuring out what I wanted to play next. I started Psychonauts, and I want to get through that and the second one. So, you'll be hearing more about that in the coming weeks. But but we gotta get out of here, guys. We gotta move on. We gotta end. We gotta get out. Of, <laughs> we gotta kick everybody out of the coop house. <laughs> get out of the coop. <laughs> so I want to thank players two and player three for joining me. Thank you, CJ. Oh, dude, thanks for having me here. Like, I love this show. I, I love too. the coop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Of course, I love being on the virtual couch with you guys. It's a it's a lovely couch. And uh, again, I'm Sean Martin. I'm player one this week, and I'm going to be handing off the reins uh, next week so I can take it easy. But uh, I want to thank everybody out there who's been listening to us. Uh, again, if you want to reach us by email, you can reach us at coopplus1 at gmail.com. That's all letters, so it looks like coopplus1 at gmail.com. Uh, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, you name it. We're posting videos, and uh, we even are going to be starting up some uh, YouTube podcast videos. So if you guys want to tune into us visually on YouTube, then check us out. Uh, again, it's Co-op Plus One, all letters, Coop Plus One. So, yeah. Thank you again to everybody out there for listening, and we're out. Go play some games. Go play some games, guys. Go play some games. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs>